Welcome back to the Average to Savage Show with Scaletti, a podcast that will help you overcome your limiting beliefs, setbacks, and fears to create the life you were destined to live. Matt Scaletti here with special guest Karen Gidry. I said your last name correctly. I'm so excited. Karen you did it, Greg. <laughs> Karen is a personal trainer and nutrition coach who competes in hybrid sports, which we are going to get into in a second. Her passion is helping those around her become a better version of themselves. She is the 2022 Deca Fit and Mile World Freaking Champion right here. And it's not just that. There's there's more. She's the 2023 World qualifier for those that know high rocks in the mixed doubles division she has podiumed in many different spartan races that i just found out and she <laughs> ran division one cross country you are a beast welcome to the show karen thank you i'm excited to be on and chat this is going to be so fun and your resume is absolutely insane and i know it's only growing like there's clearly a lot more to come were you like can we just start out with were you always this badass athlete from a young age or have you created this version of yourself a little bit of both um so I actually played soccer like travel soccer growing up there's times when I was on three four teams at a time so I traveled across the United States playing soccer and then got burnout from it I think you know as a kid playing that much you either love it and you're like Mia Ham, or you get to the point and it's a you know, unfortunately I wasn't Mia Ham, um, or it becomes a job. And so that's where I kind of took it off and I decided to go to college where I wanted to go versus where sports brought me. But it ended up, yeah, I ended up running cross country at ECO. At Eastern Carolina? Mm -hmm. So did you were you cross country athlete? coming into college or when did you start running no i had never ran before oh, my. oh. <laughs> you are yeah, badass. yeah no before going to college no so i was in so i was started off biology and then i switched to exercise phys um okay. but i was in a strength and conditioning class and I remember it was with Dave Kimball at ECU. I still think he teaches there. Shout <laughs> and, out to Dave if he's listening. Right, shout out here. to Dave. He, he started all this. Um, no, but a, one of the sprinting coaches came out up to me and was like, does she play a sport? And um, Dave was like, I don't think so. And so they came up to me and they were like, have you ever thought about running? And I was like, oh, not really. <laughs> um, and they're like, why don't you come try out for the team? And so I ended up going out running a 5k. I want to say I was like 18 something, which it was super fast. I was also oh. probably, yeah, I was 30 pounds lighter. I was so, so tiny. Um, and then, yeah, just walked on the team and was like free Nikes. This is great. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I ended up running cross country that way. Yeah. Oh, that's a great story. And I, I would assume as I asked that question, I was thinking, you probably, I mean, I know soccer players, even in high school, that, that's, you run a ton, right? Like, so you probably right. were weirdly preparing yourself for cross country by being in soccer, right? 
Right. And then when I got to cross country, like, I was like, oh my gosh, this is a lot of running. <laughs> so, like, I know that sounds bad, but it's like, you get to the point where it's like, you guys, you kind of run with the same people. Like you got to get used to being bored. I think that's the one thing about running. You have to get happy being bored. That's, that's really interesting. You say that because that probably maps over into other areas of life, right? Like <laughs> it's something I'm working on right now. It's just being bored alone is okay. So <laughs> this is my theme today, actually. <laughs> Are you trying to say that you're bored when we're doing this podcast? Is that what I'm hearing? No, this is the excitement of the day. Oh, All day long, I was like, what am I doing? This is the big portion of the day. I love it. <laughs> yes. All right. So tell us. And, and we were laughing before recording this. I just learned recently what a hybrid athlete is. So for those that don't know, what is that? And how did you get into that? Yeah, so maybe I'm like super intertwined with it. So I'm like, how have people not heard of this? Um, But think a hybrid is like, if running and like, I want to say CrossFit in a way kind of had a baby minus the gymnastics, but it's a great, I think it's a true level of like fitness. Like, can you... And like athleticism, like, can you go run um, a significant amount, like distance wise, but then also too, can you lift heavy? And I think society has always been like great runners and like great athletes are one or the other, but this is kind of cool where it's like kind of transforming into a little bit of both. Like a great runner isn't always going to be able to like lift super heavy. So you've got to be able to do a combination of both to be successful in this sport. And you've clearly done a great job of being successful. So you, so you have, you, you're talking about running and you have to learn to sort of be bored on the lifting side. Do you just, is that your love more than anything or do you, yeah. What are your thoughts? It, it, honestly, it kind of changes. Like some, some weeks I'm like, oh man, I'm really like, like this week. I really enjoyed like the running component of it. Whereas like two weeks ago, I was like, man, I'm really enjoying the lifting side of things. So it kind of changes based on kind of where I'm at. Um, honestly, right now the heat's so bad in North Carolina. I'm like running is becoming a little bit harder. Like you have oh. to get out early in the morning or it's like running through the Amazon, but it really just, my passion kind of changes when it, when it comes to whether I enjoy running or lifting. No, that's fair. And it is. And sometimes I, sometimes I hate it all. <laughs> that, okay. So I'm so glad you just said that. What do you do? Because for those that are listening and not watching, you have to follow Karen on Instagram. What's your, what's your Instagram handle? Miss KG fit. Miss. Yeah. And we'll link that in the show notes because you have a ton of great content. I love how, I love how you just admitted. Sometimes you just don't want to do it. What do you do when you don't want to do it? Um, no, that was like today. I didn't want to go run. So there's a, like, the, yeah. <laughs> sometimes so it's, it's just ha habit to be honest with you. Like I, through life, we have to do tons of things that we don't enjoy doing. So some of it's like habit. Yeah. Um, I do work with a coach. So for me, personal accountability, even though I'm very accountable to myself, I feel like I'm letting someone else down when they write out a program for me and I don't do it. It's almost like this OCD that I have to get done. What's on the sheet. Um, that's one thing like working with my coaches they are like, we never worry about if you've done your workout because like, I can't just not do it. If anything, I'm on the flip side. Like someone has to tell me, Hey, take a rest day. Otherwise I have this like sense of like guilt for not doing what I was supposed to do. So that's a whole nother, a whole nother thing, but also like some stuff like running, like I was training for an ultra marathon and like, you know, cause you run that kind of distance. Like 
you can like trees, buildings, it's only so much you can look at. Um, I'll go through where I'll listen to like podcasts, I'll listen to a book. Um, so then that way I like get super excited to run because I want to hear the book. So just little things like that kind of kind of does it for me. But I'm really big on like, say this isn't someone's like realm of fitness, like you have to find what you enjoy. You're not gonna enjoy it every single day. But if you don't enjoy running, don't try to like lose weight or have a performance based goal around running. Do something that you actually enjoy because then you'll actually want to do it. That's a great point. And I know there's some people, a lot of people who do exercise that listen to this, but for those that don't like just starting out, that seems like that's a perfect segue into just do some, like try a bunch of different things and see whatever you like roll with that. Right. Yeah. Cause kind of similar to you, like my, I've had like ADD of fitness throughout my course of always wor- working you out. Like, I- like me, do you just roll me under the bus? with that? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, no, no. I meant more like I came from bodybuilding. I'm the too, same. So I went from, <laughs> so I did the bodybuilding thing. I decided I don't like not eating. Um, I have a tremendous amount of respect for people like to do that. And, but I just got to the point I was miserable to be around and it kind of created a little bit of, how do I explain it? Just like, almost like, I hate to say it, but like a disordered eating or, or a disordered like body image issue. Yeah. And also to are like around food and fitness. Um, so that's actually like why I got into like the Spartan racing and things like that is because I was having some health issues and I needed to mentally as well find something that was fun again. And I think I used bodybuilding to be able to be like, I'm restricting my calories because I want to look this way or I'm doing, I have to work out three times a day because I want to do that under the guise of like, I'm getting ready for a show. So I kind of had to reframe my thinking around fitness to where it was actually fun and where it was more performance-based and less aesthetic-based. And for me, mentally, I do a lot better with that. I think that is so true and so powerful. And a big reason why I got out of it too, which was like, you can you could look great, but not be treating your body that well. And that was sort of a yeah. thing that I saw. So, uh, yeah, so, so to your point, and that's a great lead into like, diet and how you keep yourself with nutrition. I know you do coaching around this as well. So mm-hmm. we were just chopping it up a second ago about diet. And can you share what, like how you eat and I guess how you got on that journey of your, of your diet? Yeah. So I actually have Crohn's disease. Um, So what that is, is it's an autoimmune disease that affects your digestive tract. Um, so I was diagnosed when I was, gosh, 26 years old. Um, so it was a constant like battle with like nutrition, feeling good, having energy, like being able to work out the ups and down. I was in and out of the hospital a few times because of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's what really dove me into the nutrition side of side of things more. And I finally had tried everything and I had a client at the time and she's like, well, why don't you try to go plant-based? And she gave me a book. I read the book. Um, and then I'm like an all or nothing kind of person. I'm not like a gradual, like, let's try this thing. So, I'm like, a so get out all the meat in the house. We're going straight for it. I'm so, so I'm just laughing because I'm the same. And most people think I'm insane because I do that. But no, like I literally I'm like, OK, we're diving in. This is I literally completely uh, switched it up and went completely plant based. Well, essentially vegan in a day. And then <laughs> that's great. Here we are. Here yeah. we are. So yeah, 
So I'm completely plant-based, um, vegan and have been now since 2019. Oh, wow. Okay. So what do you like? I, I say plant-based and we were talking, I'm not vegan. I eat eggs and fish, but so mm -hmm. for the people that are trying to go vegan or, or are just learning about it, I always get this question. I don't know if you do or not. How do I get my protein? Like, do you Oh my gosh. I wish I had a dollar for someone. Every time someone said, I want to be toned or how do you get your protein? I would be, I would even go work. There you go. Um, <laughs> so you so let me get on, <laughs> yes, let me get on my science feel of it all. Yeah. Um, so essentially, um, I've done so much research and I think a lot of people really associate, okay, I'm going to go vegan. I'm going to go plant-based and they start tracking their stuff in my fitness pal. Well, the difference is, um, vegetables, plants, legumes, all of that do have amino acids. So if you're getting a variety of, of plants, foods, fruits, vegetables, legumes, all of that, you're going to get a full variety of your amino acid breakdown, which therefore is basically protein. So think when you're eating protein, you're just getting the full amino acid profile, and then it's breaking it down as you eat it to get those amino acids. Now you're just getting a full variety in the sense of that. So if you were to go track my diet in my fitness pal, it probably only shows that I have 78 to 80 grams of actual like protein. But if you think of the variety of everything that I eat, I'm getting all of the amino acids and the whole profile of it. So that's kind of where it gets a little bit, a little bit tricky. So when someone's first starting off um, and their goal, it, like I don't eat tons of beans or I don't eat tons of tofu or you know, like that, track it that way. Um, I always have people like start writing down like exactly what they eat in a, eat in a week. And they try to get 40 different types of basically items. Oh, so eat, like within a week, you're eating 40 different kinds of foods. Yeah. So like, think like, okay, lettuce. Uh, yeah. I don't know why this came to my head, like sesame seeds, um, kiwi, all of that, like everything that would be a different type of food. Oh, that's just really show variety. Yeah, I've never thought of it that way. I probably eat like mm -hmm. 12 different kinds of foods in a week. I could probably work on variety. Yeah, and most people honestly do because we're creatures of habit. That's exactly that's exactly right. And okay, mm -hmm. oh, I know what else I want to hear you debunk, which is so you're clearly, I mean, your physical fitness, like you look as fit of a human that I've ever seen in my life, and you lift heavy. And I think we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. Can you help debunk? And I think it, it goes all in with the protein discussion and everything like you're lifting heavy and maybe it's more so for women, but that doesn't necessarily mean your arms are going to be, you know, 30 inches biceps. Like, can you, can you discuss if like, I don't know if that's still a thing in our society. I feel like it is because I talk to women about lifting a lot mm -hmm. thoughts on just maybe some women being nervous about lifting that they don't want to look too muscular. No, absolutely. Um, so I always tell people like when I get that question, I'm like, don't worry, you're not going to, first of all, um, these women who look like, first of all, no one's okay. Let's use a CrossFit athlete um, compared to bodybuilding. Cause let's be honest, a lot of the bodybuilding and there are natural women out there, but some of them do have additives. So like, that's not even in the spectrum. Um, Agreed. We'll Agreed. Say, so that's totally out it. Like you would have really have to try a lot to be able to get to that level. But even to like I tell women like cross a CrossFit fit athlete or even to like an athlete myself. Um, so like for CrossFit, these women, 
they're training specifically for that. So if you look at the Olympics and you look at a cross country athlete versus a sprinter versus someone who does pole vaulting, like their body types are very similar because they're training for that specific sport and they're training a specific way. Um, In no way is a female going to get big and bulky unless they're eating uh, in a caloric, like expenditure is so high or they're eating in an excess. So there's really no way that that's going to happen. Yes, some women do are more predispositioned to have more lean muscle. But what I tell people is like, okay, as you build your like, more lean muscle, you're going to end up burning more calories. So it's going to be a smaller, more condensed package. Most of these individuals who are worried about getting big and bulky are really only dedicating an hour out of their life three to four times a week to work out. Um, just from... <laughs> from me talking to tons of them. The women that they're comparing themselves to train three to four hours a day for a specific sport. So truthfully, it's kind of comparing, like you're comparing yourself to an elite athlete, not saying that you can't be an elite athlete, but it's just, it's not gonna, the amount that you have to lift, train and do all that to look that way is not how how they're doing it. There we go. It's officially (laughs) debunked. You heard it here first. I'm so glad you said that because that's just, I think that's so important. And I I feel bad for a lot of women that don't lift because they have that concern. Yeah, no, I'm always like the number one thing that women should do is actually lift. If your goal is to get leaned and toned, which is I hear 5 million times, like that's how you're going to do it is lifting. (laughs) Is that, is that the, cause I was going to ask you, maybe like a myth that you hear with your clients or, or one of the biggest questions. Is that one of the biggest questions? Like, how do I get lean and toned? Mm -hmm. And what's your, and most people uh, lift weights, (laughs) (laughs) lift weight, lift weight. It's really that simple. You won't get big and bulky. What what about this thought? And maybe it's a combination of, I know it's a combination of everything, but the, like the, the idea that, and a lot of, when a lot of guys would ask me like getting a six pack or, you know, you get abs or whatever, like the comment I would make is something like 80% of it is in the kitchen or 70 or whatever it is. Like, is it when you're, when you're working with people now, and I think you do, and and you can tell us one-on-one coaching, is it a combination of all of this that you do? Like when somebody works with you, workout plan, nutrition, the whole thing? Yes, it's all of it. Because ideally, I mean, most people kind of need at least a combination of both. There are a few athletes that I work with that I just do their programming, um, because they have a pretty good idea of nutrition, but we still have those conversations that are nutrition based just because it does go, go hand in hand. Yeah, it seems like it's one. It's like it's all intertwined. So Mm -hmm. I'm sure a lot of people listening and watching want to hear per your what you've done in the Spartan Deco world. Like you are the champ of two separate areas last year. Like, can you tell us, can you, I mean, I know what it consists of because I've done one, but like, can you tell us what 2022 DECA fit and mile world champion, can you describe to the listeners what DECA fit and mile is? Yeah, no, absolutely. So what um, DECA is, is essentially essentially 10 different exercises. And I should know exactly every single exercise down to the the thing, but I can't list them all right now <laughs> on the spot. Um, but they're things like think more of like functional training. So exercises that translate into everyday life. Um, 
it's similar when it comes to the metabolic conditioning. So you are utilizing higher heart rate zones. Um, so think if someone's familiar with like CrossFit, some of the same idea of um, sitting in that higher heart rate zone is similar. Some of the training similar, um, but it takes out the Olympic lifts and it takes out the gymnastics component, which is typically the hardest part for, for most people. Um, but in between, so there's a strong, which is just the sensation. So that's things like a ram reverse lunge, a ram burpee, um, farmer carry sled push, um, skier, skier, grower, over the box, sit ups. I feel like I'm missing one. Sounded like but, oh, the one that I hate, the bike. I question my oh. life at the that I get to the bike and then I'm like, do I quit? <laughs> Every single time, like. The bike is I was actually, That's horrific. I was actually explaining. They're like, you were so fast out there. I was like, okay. So section uh, zone one through about zone seven. I, okay. The one through zone two, I'm like, oh man, I got this. I'm doing good. Zone two through zone seven. I'm like, what if I just ran off the course? Would anyone <laughs> notice? I start to think like, how do I quit this? Like, what do I need to do to stop feeling this way? You're and then I get to like station eight and I'm like, okay, I'm almost there. Just hurry up and get done. And then you're done. <laughs> so like, there's some like negative self-talk that, that happens through the out throughout the entire time. Um, but the your honesty is hilarious. I love it. Go ahead. Oh yeah. No, I'm like, how do I, I literally, the last fit I did, I was like, if I just run out the front door, like, well, it, but they kept announcing my name. I'm like, I can't quit now. Like, like, what if I just run into the bathroom and hide for a little while? <laughs> um, yes, but back to the topic is the strongest, just the um, actual stations. The mile, you run a mile. So it's a point tenth of a mile in between each time. So say, for example, you do a station, you run, you do a station, you run, you do a station, run, and so forth. Um, and then the fit is actually a 5K. So same idea as the mile, except a little longer running in between. Yeah. And and so is just given your background, and I mean, you're clearly good at everything if you're the champion, but is it is running where, is that your spot where you're like, I got this, I can crush it on the run? Mm -hmm. Or are you just consistent the whole way through? Um, definitely not consistent the whole way through. Um, I am getting more consistent the whole way through, if that makes sense. But I think the big, yes, the running is, um, the biggest component for me that I do well in compared to like most people. But what I found is like, you've got to be able to do a lot of compromise running. And by that, I mean, like you have to be able to do 500 meters on the skier and then go sprint a six to seven minute mile and keep that you know what I mean like keep that yeah. zone so kind of what I'm talking to people are um there are certain people are like how do I get faster at the event well unless you are completely awful with the obstacles once you get to a certain level you'll look everyone's kind of relatively the same when it comes to those stations like there's only so quick unless you're like an anomaly the guy that I just um competed with he did a 15 second, 25 calorie bike. Like that will never happen for most people. Like, oh, it, I mean, it was insane. Literally I stopped because I was doing all the running. He was doing all the stations because we did doubles and he did it in 15 seconds, which is like insane. You're like, but when you like get, I need a longer rest in between the runs. No, seriously. I was like, dude, slow down. Like I can't <laughs> breathe. Like I'm over here sprinting a 5k. <laughs> I was like, I haven't ran this 5k pace since college. Like we got to slow down. 
Um, no, I was like literally having a heart attack. I was like, oh, um, but I was like, I can't let them down. No, but um, there's only a certain way that you can get like fat by like, of course, getting better at like the stations. But where the really big difference is like you think, okay, on a skier, you might be able to get quicker by 15 seconds. Like when you're competing at an elite pro level, 15 seconds is the difference between first and fifth, yeah. to be honest with you. Like we all, like you're all kind of right there. Um, but for the most part, it's becoming a better runner. If you are someone who runs a nine minute mile, getting your mile time down to a seven minute mile compromise, that's two whole, two whole minutes times three, you know what I mean? So becoming more of a proficient runner is a way that you can significantly save time, save time too as well. Me and, um, another athlete were just talking and she finished about 12 minutes slower than me. And we looked at everything and where I was significantly faster was the running components. So that's kind of where you can make up a lot of ground. Yeah. And that's, I've never heard that phrase before compromise running. And, and to me, like, that mm-hmm. sounds like for somebody that's wants to train like this is, would that be similar to like, you do 10 sets of five squats or something, and then you go run a, a quarter mile or so like you're doing a leg. Act. Cause I know the box jump thing, like, I feel like I'm decent at that and I'm a decently fast runner, but you put them both together and it's like, oh my God, this is. No, brutal. you're about to have a stroke. Yeah, yeah. it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. Um, so I probably do about one compromised run a week. As I get closer to like an event, it does become more frequently. So I'm trying to think what I might do like four, four or five rounds of like uh, 0.25 on uh, the free runner and then jump off and I'm doing devil presses, wall balls and walking lunges or something that jumping right back on. I, and some people are different. There are some, um, I look at a lot of like the elite athletes and the pro athletes and a bunch of us train this way where we're very solid on the running. It's typically we run five to eight miles a day. Um, and then we're doing the strength component and then where we work, we work on technique, Versus I know a lot of people who do opens or are getting new into the sport. They think how they're going to get faster and better is just by doing a lot of circuits. Um, But I never really train in a circuit kind of way. I might have one, one time a week. That's like that, but not, not too, too many are circuit based workouts. Okay. And then, and then as far as like, I know we were joking around about your mindset, like from stations three to seven, like you're like ready to run out the door, but before the event starts or even during it, especially at the elite level you are at, is it you in your head? Is it you versus everybody else? Or are you run Like, do you have a game plan? And it's like Karen versus Karen. And like, what is success to you? Is it, do you want to be the champ? What are you thinking before, during, and as the event's going on, as far as where you are. Yeah. It's funny you ask that. Cause I struggle with like imposter st- syndrome, if that makes sense. Like yes. I don't like, okay. So I'll sign up for a race and I try not to really tell a lot of people like locally or around. Um, and a lot of times they'll be like, well, you're gonna, you're gonna podium. And then I'm like, okay, well, what if I don't Yeah, like you just at, or they're like, you're so fast. You're all this. I don't see myself like that. Um, I, there's always one person that I kind of like judge. I need to, I need to keep up with this person or I need to be faster or better than this individual. And that's kind of like my benchmark, but I struggle with like, like the last race I did, I was like up the night before being like, what if I'm the slowest one out there? 
So I struggle a lot with that aspect of things. Once I get on the course, I'm like, oh shit, okay, I'm not doing that bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I keep going. Um, but a lot of times I just try to make it where it's like me versus myself versus, you know, me versus someone else. And I had to really work on like not really caring what people think. Cause I think a lot of times I struggled with people being like, well, you're definitely going to podium. And I'm like, well, what if I, what if I don't, or what if I have off race or what if it's, you know, something happens. And then I had to realize like, they're saying that, but like, they've never competed at this level. So like, if I don't do good, who cares? Yeah, You know what I mean? So I just try to go out there and still keep the fun aspect of it too. Otherwise, I mean, it's not like I'm getting paid billions of dollars to to do a sport, so it still has to have some sort of level of fun. Of fun not yet. Too. Not yet. You're not. <laughs> On the road. Maybe one day. That's right. <laughs> Maybe one day. <laughs> I I admire that you just said that. Yeah, especially if it's somebody that is giving you unsolicited advice or comments that has never competed at the level that you're at. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But right. That, that that's I agree. So, so you're, we're joking around about like making billions of dollars, but is there, what, what motivates you to keep going? Like once you become world champ at a specific sport, what's the, like, what pushes you to keep going and what are you looking to do next other than win again? Um, I guess, I, yeah, that's a hard one. I really, this year I'm um, focusing a lot on high rocks. Um, I competed last year one time with a, uh, like with a partner. So this year going in and doing it by myself, is like a big thing. So kind of working on that. Um, but honestly, like, I just say I'm really enjoying it right now. Like I don't have anything else to really focus on besides work and, and this. So it's like a passion and a hobby. So I don't really know kind of what's, what's next. I know that's like a loaded question. I like, I ran my first ultra marathon, um, might do some more of those. So I kind of am not trying to limit myself into like one specific, specific thing. So I don't know. I'm just kind of winging it right now, to be honest with you in life, <laughs> we need it in life. <laughs> we're, we're all winging it in life. If we're getting serious, right? Like we're all just trying to figure this thing out. Right. Exactly. I, or so exactly. I think maybe I'm saying that because that's what I'm trying to do. And uh, so I project that out into the world. But I think we're all just winging it every day. Every single day. <laughs> every, every day. We're just winging it. All right. So can you tell us, Karen, a little bit about we were talking about this offline, like your your coaching business. So is it you do work one on one mainly with. So if somebody's listening to this and they're like, I either want to lose weight or start competing in some sort of event, run a marathon? Do you work with that whole wide range of people or is there a specific individual that you're looking to help out? Yeah, no, I actually work with everyone. Um, A lot of the individuals that I do actually coach aren't athletes. I mean, it's kind of like I used to manage a bunch of trainers. I'd be like, you're 1% is the athletes. You are bread and butter is everyone else. Um, So I kind of work with a wide range of people. My training style is pretty similar throughout, whether it's an athlete or whether it's um, just a normal individual who wants a weight loss goal, whether it's nutrition or or the training side of stuff. I found right now lately, a lot of my business has geared towards more lifestyle nutrition coaching, just because that's kind of been a passion of mine. Um, so that kind of includes 
most people I find are more successful when you're meeting them where they're at. Like the nutrition program that works the best for an individual is one that they'll actually follow. So, um, I mean, truthfully, so we have weekly calls where we talk one-on-one and it's more like, I think too, when an individual has a say in like their game plan or how they're planning out certain things or, um, solving the problem, they're a little bit more invested. So even when that comes into the nutrition side of stuff, so we do a weekly call, um, and talk nutrition too. So it's more than just like, I think an old school frame of thinking is here's a meal plan and go where now it's more like behaviors, habit changes and things like that. And that was like one thing that I had to do with my own life was like, okay, I can eat high quality foods. It doesn't matter necessarily being super, super restrictive. And I can still have the body that I want. That makes sense. That makes a ton of sense. And I I think that's awesome that it seems like you empower your clients to make some of their own decisions. And it's not just like, here's what you should be eating. And this is it. Right. No, it's the same thing when an employee used to ask me a question. I'd be like, so what do you think you need to that's a great question. <laughs> okay, I bet, I bet and then they're like, they would, they would say something. They, they would answer. I'll say something. And then I would say, okay, you should do that then. <laughs> Let me that's you yeah, that's a great question. I know, right? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, so this is, I'll fire one more question at you because I'm sure we could talk about this in a whole other episode. But since you run your own business, and I know there's a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to this. Mm-hmm. How do you stay disciplined running your own business? Like, cause I, I, I talk to a lot of people about this. Like there's a zillion distractions, YouTube, Instagram, other social media, whatever. How do you stay on task or, or do you? And I mean, clearly you do because <laughs> you've been running a successful business for a while. Do you have any thoughts, tips, suggestions for those that may struggle with discipline? Um, I very much have to structure like my day and I'm a very to-do list kind of person. So I have to give myself like self like deadlines. Otherwise it will like never happen. Cause even sometimes I'm like, okay, wait till like, I wait till the last minute to do something or I get sucked into Instagram for like an hour. Um, what I really try to do is like keep that there. How do I explain it correctly? I left corporate America because I wanted a certain lifestyle. So in order to maintain that certain lifestyle, I do know that there are certain things that I have to do to have the income that I want to have, to be able to go on trips that I, like, for example, I'm traveling next week, which means this week I need to work a little bit more. So that way I can unplug when I do go. So it's being more proactive in certain things. So whether it's like marketing my business on social media or, um, because I do show a little bit of my life on social media. I do keep it a little bit more fitness-based just because I don't want everyone knowing everything about me. I think I used to be like that. And then you, I don't know, you got to kind of have to have that like boundary. So I, a lot of the stuff is like pre-planned and everything that I, that I do, but I think it's habits. Like you got to find habits that you'll actually stick with and that you'll actually do so for me it's still like I wake up and I go for a run or I wake up and do my workouts I keep those four things that I still did in corporate America in my normal everyday life that's a that's a really good takeaway I love the self deadline idea that seems like a really good idea where you actually set by Tuesday at noon I need to have this done for this client and then you know I mean maybe you do it Tuesday at 11 a.m but you're still finishing it before right 
Well, it's kind of like in corporate America, sometimes it was like, I remember I worked for this manager. He was awful. I would cry every single day. Um, (laughs) It was one of those. It was, but I found it. He would leave me alone if I just was like over communicated or was super proactive. So in a way he did kind of help me because like, even with certain clients and things that I've had, I've learned like in the training industry, we'll use this super simple. And it's something I used to coach other trainers on. It's like, okay, if I do a consult call with them, I need to set the expectations because this member or this person is super excited about getting their nutrition program, getting their workout. So like I have to lay out, okay, thank you for giving me all this information. I do my programming on Wednesdays and Thursdays. So you'll receive your stuff by this date we're going to have an initial call. So I had to put certain systems in place. So that way, like on a Friday, someone isn't texting me at 10 PM where their, their workout programs or every Sunday and every Wednesday I have client check-ins. So that way, yes, you can text me anytime, but Wednesday's check-in is geared towards more how you feel. So those questions are geared towards like, what were some successes of last week? What were some areas of opportunity? So that way, all the stuff that they're kind of doubting or all those questions can be thrown into one formal setting and I can answer it back versus it being like popcorn. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, everyone's texting me and I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. So I had to put certain things into play to make myself not be a crazy person. <laughs> well said. That's, I, I love though. I mean, you, you clearly are doing a lot, right? You've been running a successful business for a while now. And what? thank you. Well, yeah, I mean, that's just facts. And congratulations on making a huge, when did you make the jump from corporate America to your own business? It's been a little over, a little over a year. Good for you. That's so cool. You got to be, it's just exciting. It's an exciting time. And what's the next, I know we were chatting real quick about this, but I don't know if you said the next event, do you have something on the calendar that we reach you on for? Yes. Yeah, so the last weekend in August, I'll be doing a deck effect. So I will be partnering up with someone and doing um, mixed doubles and I'll also be doing it the elite um, by myself too. Why not do two? If it, why just do one when you can knock out two in one event? I know. I know. Why not feel like dead, <laughs> dead the rest of the day? <laughs> oh, well, you earned it. That's right. That's exciting. We'll, to, <laughs> we'll make sure we got it. We'll chat offline. Cause I want to make sure we, uh, we celebrate whatever happens after that ends at the end of August. I think you said it's in Philly. Um, yep. Yeah, Philly. And how do people connect with you? We said Instagram, like if somebody wants to work with you or have questions, is Instagram the best website? What's uh, Where do people find um, you? Yeah, Instagram super easy or I have something on my website. It's just karengidry.com. Um, and they can go fill out like a questionnaire. I always do a free consult with everyone because I think that part's important too as well. So yeah, you can find it in, on Instagram, Facebook, or also my website. We will link it all in the show notes. Karen, thanks so much. This has been so fun. I can't wait to root you mm-hmm. on from a distance. I hope to meet you at some point so you can beat the crap out of me in the gym. Uh, <laughs> down the road. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Thanks again for hopping on. Thanks everybody for listening and watching and we'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast and leave a comment if you enjoyed the show. To follow on social media, at Matt Scaletti on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and LinkedIn. Feel free to shoot me a message, reach out. I'd love to hear feedback and wishing you an amazing rest of your week.